Hello and welcome to Living Hope. This is Pastor Staten, and I want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. A shout out to our E family, all of you that are joining us through the internet. I want to remind you every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, you can join us live at tv.livinghopemd.com. I pray that today's message blesses you and that you enjoy the word as it is shared today. I'm so lost to be found, and I know it's in my mind. We raise our hands together right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. It was in the midst of these same words being sung that Isaiah stepped into the throne room of God as the angels declared how holy the Lord was. And Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up in his train. Amen. His power, his glory filled the temple. I believe right now the glory of God is in this house. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, let your glory fill this place. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, let your healing inhabit this place right now. Let your power fill this place. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just one more time as we're going to, as the musicians play, I wonder could you find somebody nearby you? I know right now we want to, Let's be in prayer for Sister Scriber. Amen. The Scriber families, just be in prayer right now. God's working. But pray for one another right now. We're going to get into the Word in just a moment, but let's pray for one another. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. is wondering how Elder is doing. So I wanted to make sure I talked to Sister to Temple to get her summary. Um, and he did, he was uh, unconscious for a few minutes. 
But Sister Temple said he is alert right now, and his vitals look pretty close to, you know, they're good. They're, uh, they're going to take him to the hospital just to make sure everything's okay. Amen. So let's keep praying for Elder. He's, he's, he's a tough, strong man. Uh, I've, it was been over 10 years ago. I was in the hospital, and he had had a brain aneurysm. They didn't think he was going to make it. Well, he's, he, that, that couldn't, ain't nothing the enemy's thrown at him that w- that's taken him out. But obviously, we want to pray for the family. I know there's concern, and all of us, Elder, we hold him in high esteem here in this church. So I know we're all concerned, but it looks like everything's okay. They're just taking to make sure everything's all right. So God is good. Amen. Let's celebrate that he's doing okay right now. Amen. 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 And we are going to go ahead into the Word. We are so honored today to have Brother Wilson and Sister Wilson with us. Amen. And amen. We certainly as a church are very proud of uh, Brother Wilson, all that he's accomplished. And we feel like we have a little little part to play in all of that. And uh, certainly, uh, I know he couldn't have done it without my singing ability. I know it helped him get to where he was. I'm, I'm waiting for him to let me solo on one of his albums. Amen. Probably when we all get to heaven, when we're around the throne, he's going to say, all right, pastor, it's your turn now. Songs for eternity. Amen. Anyway, we're proud of not only Brother Wilson, but also Sister Wilson. We're thankful for that addition, amen, that God has added to his life and looking forward to what God is going to do in and through them. And I, tell, I was in a conversation yesterday with uh, somebody about Brother Wilson's ministry, and they were talking about his songs. And I told him, yep, he's a great worship leader, he's a great singer, but he's an even better preacher. And the word is starting to get out. He's preaching youth camps and uh, going to be preaching a, a Mark conference here in a couple of months, and God is just doing great things. And we're so glad to have him with us today. Could you help me right now? Let's welcome Brother Wilson. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus in the room? Come on, live in hope if you know that God is worthy of the praise. Somebody give him that worship right now. Oh, Jesus, you're great, Lord, and you are greatly to be praised. We worship you, Lord. We magnify you today, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. What a tremendous honor it is to be back home. Amen. In the presence of the Lord. Amen. I'm so excited to be back in uh, in Maryland. And obviously, most of you know I didn't grow up here. Uh, But when you spend almost 10 years of your life somewhere, it just has a way of becoming home. So this really has has become home. Uh, But I've I've been back down south for about three or four months. So if you hear the southern accent returning... Uh, it just happens. It just happens. So you can laugh, you can make fun, but uh, just has a way of coming back out after I spend. I could spend like a, like five hours back in Mississippi, and I'll come back with a full, full-blown full southern accent. But um, it's great to be back uh, in the presence of the Lord. Um, I honor pastor today. Aren't you grateful for our pastor and his wife and their family? We... We are so blessed. We really are. And I've had the opportunity to be around many places. Um, but let, let me tell you something. We are blessed to have the leadership that we have at this church. If you don't realize that, we are truly blessed. We are truly blessed. 
And um, I got to give a special shout out to the worship team under the direction of Sister Maddie Sylvia right now. Y'all, y'all don't know how proud I am of this group. They sounded incredible this morning and uh, just doing an incredible job. I'm, I'm super proud. If I think about it too long, I might cry. I really, seriously, I, I really might. But they, they're doing such a great job. And I'm, I'm proud of them and everything that they're doing to make sure that the kingdom of God is forwarded. Amen. I'm not going to take a, um, a text this morning, um, but I, uh, I will obviously be referencing several scriptures throughout the uh, course of this message today. Uh, but let's do this. Can we stand one more time? Uh, and let's just pray together one more time before we get into the word of God. And let's just ask for God's anointing to continue to move in this service. Come on, would you lift up your voice right now and let's pray. God, I pray in Jesus' name that your power and that your glory, oh God, would move in this room today. God, I pray that you administer, oh God, to every need, every request, oh God. I pray right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that there will be liberty, that there will be freedom in the presence of the Lord today. God, we come against doubt. We come against fear. We come against intimidation. We bind it by the authority of the Word of God. And by the power that is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we release faith. We release the gifts of the Spirit to operate. We release your power and your anointing. Fill somebody with the Holy Ghost today, God. Save somebody today, Lord. Heal somebody in the name of the Lord. We expect it, oh God. We believe you for it, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. One more time, why don't you clap your hands unto the Lord and give him some praise in this place. Amen. I forgot to mention it, but it's always great to have my wife with me. If y'all haven't met Carly yet, I, I'm telling you, you need to meet her. She, she's incredible. She's a prayer warrior, one of the sweetest people you ever meet, and I'm embarrassing her really good right now, but uh, I'm just so excited and happy that she's here with me. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. This may seem like we're going down a little bit of a dark path here for a little bit, but I promise you we're going to come right back up. I feel like God has given me a message of hope for someone today. They were home alone, just she and him. She turned him in for molesting her, but instead of him getting in trouble, they'd instead turned her and her sister into juvenile detention, or rather had turned her sister into juvenile detention. And now she was left all alone with her stepfather. Little Sharon was terrified because as he informed her, there was nowhere for her to run and nowhere for her to hide. There was no one to hear her because she was all by herself in a house alone with him. And she knew, she just knew that night that he was going to take her life. And as she lay in her bed, literally paralyzed by the fear that had gripped her, she simply whispered, God, if you are real, you've got to help me. 
And at that very moment, she felt an overwhelming sense of peace begin to surround her. It was almost as if she could feel arms wrapping around her, and she was no longer afraid. She could hear her stepfather coming down the hallway now, and as he got closer to her room, it was as if something had literally come and pushed him back. And he began, as he tried to enter that door again, he could not enter, and something pushed him back. And he began to curse in a fit of rage, frustrated that he could not come in. But determined, he tried to enter the room once more. But again, something prevented him and literally pushed him back. And yet again, a third time, he tried to enter. But he could not pass through the doors of her room. Because little Sharon, in her moment of desperation, had cried out to the Lord. And he had heard her her there are many of us in this place today uh, that find ourselves in the same position that Sharon was in. Uh, some of us are in trouble and it may not be domestic abuse as little Sharon uh, was experiencing uh, but it may be somebody in this place uh, that has a financial crisis. Uh, for some of us it may be the temptation uh, on your phone uh, that you just can't seem to conquer. Maybe somebody is dealing with anxiety so dense uh, and so dark uh, and so deep uh, that you feel that it's something uh, you cannot get over and if it doesn't change uh, you think it's better to just end it all and you've thought to yourself uh, I wish somebody knew uh, I wish somebody would care uh, I wish somebody would help me uh, but I've come to preach to every person that's in trouble on the first day uh, for on, the, on this day uh, it's not time for you to give up it's not time for you to give in can I tell somebody that Jesus is here to help you. I've come to preach to somebody. You are not by yourself. You are not alone. You have not been abandoned. But we serve a God that is able to help you in the midst of your situation. If you'll do what little Sharon did and you'll cry out unto the Lord, can I tell you, he will answer you. Come on, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not they might be saved. Not maybe they'll be They shall be saved. When you call on the name of the Lord, something begins to happen. When you call on the name of the Lord, sickness begins to move. When you call on the name of the Lord, demons begin to tremble. He is a help to those who will call upon him. Oh, I've come to preach to somebody. If you cry out to Jesus, uh, he can turn your situation around. Uh, if you cry out to Jesus, uh, he can save your family. Oh, I wish I had about five people that would believe it uh, because the devil's tried to tell you that it's too dark, uh, it's too deep, uh, it's too dense, uh, that God can bring you out. The devil is a liar. If you call on the name of the Lord, uh, he'll bring you out. If you call on the name of the Lord, uh, he'll be your help. Come on, somebody. We don't serve a God that's dead. He's alive, and he has the power to save. He still has the power to heal. He still has the power to deliver. But you got to call on him. I know it seems dark right now. I know it seems deep right now. But our God, he's a present help. Oh, if you believe that, somebody clap your hands.
Oh, somebody give God praise right now like you believe it. I said, help is on the way. I said, help is on the way. Don't you give up. You've come too far to give up. You've come too much to give up. Help is on the way. God's presence is on the way. The devil doesn't want you to stand here because he knows that help is on the way. The devil didn't want you to make it to church this morning because he knew help was on the way. But can I tell somebody, you're here in the presence of the Lord and deliverance and healing and freedom. It's getting ready to come to where you are. Uh, in Deuteronomy 33, we find Moses at the conclusion of his life. He's been a good leader. The children of Israel, albeit not a perfect leader. His disobedience to God by striking the rock instead of speaking to it has cost him his opportunity to taste of the milk and honey which flowed in the land God had promised him and the children of Israel. Yet, Moses finds himself, finds it in himself rather, to move beyond the pain of his mistakes and pray a prayer of blessing over the children of Israel before he dies. He goes tribe by tribe and he prays a prayer of blessing upon them all. And at the conclusion, he begins to glorify God. And in verse number 26, he says, there is none like God. Oh, Jeshurun, who rides through the heavens to your help. Moses says, there is no God like my God. And not because he is all-powerful, and he is. Not because he can work miracles, and he can. But there is no God like my God because he is the God who will help me. And I tell somebody, there's nobody like Jesus. Not because he's great and he is great. Not because he's powerful and he is powerful. But what makes our God so great, what makes our God greater than any other God is the fact that he's a God that will help you. He's not a God sitting up on his throne, unconcerned about what's going on in your life, in your family, in your home, in your situation. But he's a God that's going to come down and help you. Moses said, we were slaves in Egypt, but God spoke to me through a burning bush and said he was going to help me. Then I had the Red Sea in front of me and the Egyptians behind me, but my God helped me. We were in the middle of a desert with nothing to eat and nothing to drink, but God sent quail for us to eat and made water come out of a rock for us to drink because he's a God that helps me. He's a God that helps me. Come on, somebody, what makes Jesus and awesome God is not just how powerful he is, but he's a God that will help you. Somebody needs to rejoice in that right there. Because let me tell you something, if he was an all-powerful God that was unconcerned with helping me through life, can I tell you I might not be interested in serving him. 
If he was a God that had power and all he did was use that power to mess my life up and destroy my life and bring me agony and pain and hurt, can I tell you, I don't care how powerful of a God he is. I don't think I'd want to serve that God. But can I tell somebody, I've come to preach against every lie that hell has told somebody. Can I tell you, he's a God that will help you. Some of you have said, God, uh, what are you doing? Uh, why are you? Come on, somebody. But I'll come to tell you, God is here today. Uh, God is here today uh, to help you. Uh, God is here today to turn your situation around. Don't you give up on God. Uh, don't you give up on your calling. Uh, don't you give up on your purpose. Uh, God's anointing. Uh, God's power. God's grace uh, is here to help you today. Uh, but you got to make up your mind. Uh, I'm going to get a hold of God. Uh, I'm not going to listen to the lies of the devil because my God is going to help me. Oh, I wish I had a few people that would believe it. Because the devil's told you that it's over for you. The devil's told you you might as well give up. You might as well throw in the towel. You can't do it by yourself. But can I tell you, you're not by yourself. There's another in the fire with you. There's somebody in the lion's den with you. He's the God that's going to help you. Peter, he's the God that catches you when you're falling into the sea. Come on, somebody. He's the God that will help you. I know you feel like you're sinking. I know you feel overwhelmed. But when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lead me to the place where I can run to and find safety. Lead me to the help. I said, he's my help. When my world is crumbling, he's my help. When nobody else is around me, he's my help. When I feel abandoned, I have a place I can run to because he is my help. I said, we're going to have revival because he's our help. I said the blind are going to see and the deaf are going to hear because he's my help. It's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by his spirit. It's his help. Come on, I'm preaching to the spirit realm right now. I'm preaching to every devil in hell that's lied to you and told you it's time to give up. It's not time to give up. It's not time to throw in the towel. God is here to help you. Oh, somebody lift up your voice and worship. I'm not alone. I'm not forsaken. He promised he'd never leave me. He promised he'd never forsake me, even to the end of the earth. And when everything is going crazy, I have this promise that he, he is my help. See, the devil has lied to some of us and told you, that God can help you. Told you that God isn't there for you. But the title of my message today, and it'll make a little bit more sense in a bit. There's a phrase that says, home is where the heart is. 
But I've come to preach to somebody that home isn't just where the heart is, but home is where the help is. Because some of us right now think that the thing that we need to do it's to walk away from God's presence. But can I tell you right here in God's presence, uh, there is a home. There is a place. There is shelter. There is protection. There is safety. There is help here for you. Some of you... Some of you come from broken homes and broken families and broken situations and you enter into this church today and you look at everybody that's here and you think, my goodness, those people must have it all together. They must not struggle with anything. They must not have any issues. Brother Wilson must not ever sin. He must not ever do anything wrong. His family must not never fight. His family must not ever go through trials and troubles and situations. Can I tell somebody that couldn't be further from the truth? But the reason that I'm here today. Uh, it's not because I have all the power, not because I'm perfect, uh, but the reason I'm here today, uh, it's because this is the place uh, where I get help. Uh, this is... Not at my counselor, not at my school, not at the doctor. This is the place where I get help. This is where my help comes from. And in the presence of the Lord, can I tell somebody, you can get help today. This is where the help is. This is where the power is. This is where the anointing is. Come on, when man has tried and failed, I can still try Jesus, and he'll never fail. When man has tried his best, I can still try Jesus, and he will be my the devil has lied, told somebody that God can help you. But this is why the psalmist says in Psalms 46 and 1, I love this, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. The Bible says that he's a very present help. In the Hebrew, that simply means he is a well-proven help. You see, God is not a novice. God is not a beginner. He has proven himself to be a helper. His reputation precedes him. He's helped people since the moment he created humanity. That's just who he is. And can I tell somebody, if he's done it before, he can do it again. He's a very present help. He's a well-proven help. He's helped my pastor so he can help me. He's helped Sister Bridget so he can help you. He's well-proven. He's... Come on, somebody, you're not dealing with a novice. You're not dealing with somebody who, who is his first time, but he's a well-proven help. He's done it before. He's done it before. And if you let him, he will do it again. I said, that's something to shout about. That's something to rejoice about. I'm not dealing with a God who's a novice, but it's his nature. It's who he is to help me. It's his nature. It's who he is to come to my rescue, to deliver me, to set me free. Oh, I wonder if you turn to your neighbor and say, he's a very present help. I want you to turn to your other neighbor and say, he's a well-proven help. 
That's why I shout. That's why I shout when my world is crumbling around me. That's why I dance even when stuff is going crazy around me. That's why I worship because I know sooner or later he's going to help me. It might not be what I want it. It might not be what I want it to happen, but he's well proven. He's going to help. He's well proven. He will come through. He's well proven. He's going to show up. Sooner or later, the clouds are going to part. Sooner or later, the sun is going to shine again. Come on, somebody. Don't give up. He's well proven. Oh, somebody lift up your voice and pray right now. Because we're fighting against some things in the spirit right now. Some of you, the reason you don't want to worship, some of us, the reason we don't want to respond, because we don't truly believe it. But here's what I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus, that God will break the spiritual blinders that are covering some of your eyes right now. And let you know that God has not abandoned you. God has not forgotten about you. God has not forsaken you. But if you'll turn your attention towards him, come on, if you'll look to the hills, from whence cometh your help. Can I tell you, help will begin to come. Stuff will begin to shift in your family. Stuff will begin to shift in your home. He's a well-proven help. He's a present help. I love the story we find of Asa. The Bible lets us know that Asa is in need of help. Asa is in need of the presence of God to help him in his life. But the Bible says before Asa experiences the help, the, 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 the enemy is getting ready to come. And surround. The Ethiopians are getting ready to come and surround Asa. But Asa did something very strategic in 2 Chronicles 14. The Bible lets us know that Asa's father was a man that, that, that was against God. He had set up idols and he had set up high places. But can I tell you, if you want the help of God, it's simply more than just asking for God to help you. you got to do your part too. You see, some of us want God to help us, but some of us don't ever want to change. God, can you help me out of this situation? God's like, no, I'm not going to help you because you haven't changed. And tomorrow you'll find yourself right back in the same situation. Why would I help you when you haven't made a decision to change on your own? But the Bible lets us know that Asa makes a decision. Asa, the Bible says, did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. He took away the foreign altars and the high places and broke down the pillars and cut down Asherim and commanded Judah to seek the Lord, the God of their fathers, and to keep the law and the commandments. He also took out of all the cities of Judah the high places and the incense altars and the kingdom had rest. 
rest under him. Can I tell somebody the key to you getting what you want from God? The key to you getting the help that you desire from God is you not being the way that you've always been. But those of us that have things in our life that are blocking us and keeping God from having access to help us, can I tell you what you need to do today? It's what Asa did and decide, God, I'm getting rid of everything and anything that's keeping you from having access to me. See, I'm preaching to people who really want to be delivered. I'm preaching to people who really want to be set free. Because if you really want to be delivered, if you really want victory in your life, then let me tell you what you are willing to do. You're willing to get rid of everything that's blocking you, everything that's keeping you from the presence of God. Come on, I know it's not easy to hear on a Sunday morning, but if you want God to help you, you got to get rid of your pride. If you want God to help you, you got to get rid of your doubt. If you want God to help you, you got to get rid of everything. Come on, somebody. I won't let the high places in my life keep me from the help of God. I won't let the idols in my life keep me from the presence of God. But every idol, every high place, everything that exalts itself above the wisdom and knowledge of God, I got to get it out of my life. And when you do, can I tell you the Holy Ghost will help you? When you do, the anointing will reach you. When you do, the power of God will come to where you are. The Bible says the kingdom had rest under him. When he got rid of those things that were blocking God from having access to him, the Bible says came rest. Some of you are so restless right now. Some of us are so on edge and we're dealing with anxiety and, and, and fear and hurt and pain and disappointment. But those things are blocking God from getting to us. God wants to help us, but those things are in the way of him helping us. But can I tell you, there's peace in the presence of the Lord. Can I tell somebody in this place, when you remove those things and you allow God to have access to your heart and have access to your life, can I tell somebody that the peace of God will, will come to where you are? There will be rest. There will be hope. There will be confidence. There will be a future that you will have. When you remove those things, the Bible says... At this point, when he removes those things, the Bible says it wasn't too long after then that Asa and all those that were gathered there came out to war against the Ethiopians. The Ethiopians came. The Bible said Asa's men had 300, he had 300,000 men from Judah. 280,000 men for Benjamin that carried shields and drew, drew bows. But the Bible lets us know that Zerah the Ethiopian, he had a million men and 300 chariots. And he came as far as Mersha. And here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that in that moment, the Bible says in verse 11 that Asa cried to the Lord his God. 
oh Lord, there is none like you. He says the same thing that Moses says. Asa says, God, I understand that you're powerful. I understand that you're great. I understand that you're mighty. But God, there is none like you. Not, not just because you're powerful. Not just because you're great. I, I know you're great and powerful. But the reason there is none like you, Lord, is because you are the one that helps. There is none like you to help. Between the mighty and the weak. And the Bible says he prays, help us, O Lord our God, for we rely on you. And in your name we have come against this multitude. O Lord, you are our God. Let not man prevail against you. Can I tell somebody in this place, when you remove those things out of your life and give God access to you, can I tell somebody you are not on your own, but God will will be with you. I love the way Asa said it. Asa said, God, there's nobody that's going to prevail against you. He didn't say me because he knew I can't do it. There's no way I can be victorious. There's no way that I can have power and authority. But God, when the enemy comes against me, he's not just coming against me. He's more so coming against you. And I know if he messes with you, there's no way that the enemy can win. Can I tell somebody, the devil may not may be messing with you, but it's not just you. It's God. And when the devil messes with God, he will not win. When the, you're not by yourself, but God is with you. You're not alone. God is with you. You haven't been abandoned. God is your help, and he's with you. Devil, if it was just me, you might win. Devil, if it was just me, you might have the victory. But devil, there's one with me. There's one beside me who's the king of kings, who's the lord of lords, who's the great I am. And he alone has the power to heal. He alone has the power to save. He alone has the power That's something to dance about, church. I said that's something to rejoice about. I'm not by myself. I'm not alone. But God is with me. Oh, somebody lift up your voice right now. Oh, somebody begin to worship that name of Jesus. Uh, Oh, and if God is for me, then who can be against me? If God is with me, there's nothing that can destroy me. I know it feels like I'm going under right now, but devil, it's not just me. It's not just me. You haven't come against me. You've come against him. Oh, I've come to speak against every spirit of the age, every spirit that would try to tell the church that we're going under. The devil is a lie. We're not going under. Come on, when the devil launches an attack against the church, it's not against just us. He launches an attack against God. But can I tell you, I've already read the back of the book, and he wins. I've already read the back of the book, and he's the one that... It may seem like we're going under right now, but can I tell somebody the church is getting ready to have revival. The church is getting ready to be... 
We win. We win. We win. We win. He's going to help. We're going to win. Oh, somebody worship God right now. I wish somebody would break the back of that spirit right now by declaring in the spirit. In the spirit, huh? we're going to win. Huh? We're going to have revival. We're going to have harvest. Huh? We're going to see miracles and signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Oh, I would to God that you allow me to preach to the spirit realm right now. Come on, somebody. I said, you're not going to go under. I said, this church is going to see revival. I said, your family shall be saved. I said, your spouse shall be saved. Devil, you've tried long enough. But I've come to tell you, we're getting ready to have reinforcements. We're getting ready to have... Come on, somebody. I said the God of angels' armies is here in this place. The great I am, the Lord of hosts. He's here and he's... Come on. Come on, Gehazi. Don't you fear. There's more for you than are against you. I know the army is standing before you, but look up. Look up. There's more for you. He's helping. He's helping. He's moving. I said it's not impossible. I said it's not impossible. I said it's not. I know it's been 20 years. I know it's been 10 years. I know it's been a long time coming up. But it's not impossible. God's still going to save. God's still going to move. God's still going to heal. God's still going to deliver. You need to get your faith back. You need to stand up in the face of hell and say God is with me. God is for me. You've come too late to tell me that God can't do it. You've come too late to tell me that God can deliver and set free. I don't know if I shared it the last time I was here, but I'll share it again. Can I tell somebody in this place that Carly, my precious wife, her dad, for 20 plus years wanted nothing to do with God. For 20 plus years wanted nothing to do with church. Wanted nothing to do with the things of God. But can I tell somebody, there was a young lady that knew where her help came from and she would pray and she would fast and she would seek the face of God and about three or four weeks ago on the third night of our tour stop can I tell you her dad came up to the front of that place with his hands lifted high in the air and God filled him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost come on church it's not impossible it's not God could do it. God could do it. He can help you. He can turn your family around. It's not too late. It's not too late. You haven't gone too far. You haven't done too much. God is here to help you. Somebody lift up your voice and pray right now. 
Something's breaking right now in the spirit. Don't quit praying, mama. Don't quit praying, husband. Don't quit praying, son. Don't quit praying, daughter. He's a well-proven help. Musicians, I want you to come. Singers, you can come. He's a well-proven help. The thing that I love about our God is the fact that he's not just the God that helps us. Turns around, turns his back on us, and leaves us. And we're left wondering, will he ever help us again? But I like the way Moses continues on and says in Deuteronomy chapter 33 that we read earlier. He says, God, there is none like you, the God of Jeshurun, who rideth upon the, I love that, who rideth upon the heaven. That's just some poetic language for saying God rides in all of his power. The God who has all of his power. The God who, who literally has the ability to ride on the heavens because he's so powerful. That God comes that he helps lowly us. There is none like you who rideth upon the heavens to my help. He goes on to say, in thy, and in his excellency on the sky. But I love what he, what he continues to say. He says, the eternal God is thy refuge. And underneath are the everlasting arms. You see, because when God helps you, he doesn't just help you and leave you. But when God helps you, he creates a place there for you. He creates a refuge. He creates a, 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 a home, a, a, safety, a safe place, a shelter where the enemy cannot have access, where the enemy cannot get you. Can I tell somebody in this place that you found your home in this place because home is where the help is. Home is where the presence of God is. And if you allow God to help you, if you allow God to have access to your heart, if somebody in this place right now you might not understand what this is all about you may not understand how God can do this but can I tell you right now if you'll give God a place in your heart if you'll give God a place in your mind and in your spirit God will create a place where the shelters where the storms of this life cannot get you God will create a place where the trials and the tribulations of this life will not have access to you 
I'm not preaching that things won't happen, but what I am preaching is that you can have joy in the midst of those things. I'm not preaching that trials won't come, but can I tell you, in the midst of those things, you can have a shelter, you can have a place. The story I mentioned earlier, that young lady shared, that same presence that she felt the very first time in her room when her stepfather was trying to have access to her. That same overwhelming presence that wrapped his arms around her and touched her. Several years later, you can put up that next picture. Sharon is about 27 years old. She came to an apostolic church for the first time. She didn't understand. She didn't know what it was about. She didn't know anything. She just came because somebody invited her. But when she came to the front of the altar that day, she told me, she said, when I came to the front of that altar and I lifted up my hands, she said, all of a sudden I felt those same arms that wrapped themselves around me in that room, wrapped themselves around me. Because can I tell somebody when he helps you, he doesn't leave you. I can't. Come on, when he helps you, he'll always be there. You might not understand. He's going to be there. And that day, Sharon was gloriously filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost because he's a God that will come and help you. You don't have to be alone. Now I want you to show a picture of Sharon and her family. Some of you might know Sister Karecha. Her son-in-law is a very well-known minister, Brother Linder, pastors in North Carolina. A beautiful family. God's hand is on their life like in, in an incredible way. You might not understand everything everybody comes in with. You may think everybody might be perfect. You might think that everybody has it all together and that nobody's ever been through anything. But can I tell you that couldn't be further from the truth. But the thing that allows this to be a reality is when you say, God, I'm going to give you access to help me. I'm going to give you access to touch my heart. You don't have to stay where you are forever. You don't have to stay hopeless forever. You don't have to live with anxiety forever. You don't have to live with depression and fear and heartache forever. But Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He will help you. I want you to come to this front with arm, with hands lifted. If you need something from God today, I want you to join me at the front. God is getting ready to help some of us, all of us in this place. Because I don't care where you're at in your walk with God. We all have areas where we need God to help us. I want you to come to the front today. I want you to come with hands lifted. I want you to come to the front today surrendering everything that you have to God. Come on, right now, would you lift up your voice? Come on, there's a place for you. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m 
Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus.